God is good. And all the time, our God, he is good. Never been a time when God hasn't been good to his people. And for this, we just say hallelujah, glory, glory to his name. Hey, man, it's always good to be in the house of the Lord on God's day doing God's business uh, his way. And we are just so excited about uh, the word and, and we're excited about being down here with you all. Hey, we actually bumped into you all some years ago. Pastor Noel came up to St. Louis. Actually, he has a, a friend there in uh, on the east side of St. Louis, uh, Dobson, Dr. Dobson, and um, they was actually looking for an opportunity to, be able to help a church plant there, and I was on the list, and uh, Doc, uh, Pastor Noel came up, and we was able to show him around St. Louis and East St. Louis, and uh, Pastor Noel was a little, little jittery, a little nervous, uh, but no problem. Uh, we got through that, and then from there, man, we, uh, he, he connected a mission team to come on up, small mission team to come on up, and that's where we got Caleb. Caleb came up with a, a, a group uh, from, from this church and was able to do a whole lot there in St. Louis, and it's been, it's been a continual ever since, and then as we uh, moved down to Dallas, uh, expanded to Dallas, uh, Definitely, uh, our brother Caleb come out several times leading mission teams, and, and those that also has come with them uh, has been a real blessing. This church has been a blessing. So uh, you all have impressed me. They all impressed uh, T-Bach. You all have just showed out, man, and you all have done a whole lot to support our ministry from the leadership of uh, Doc, Dr. Noel, and we're just excited about thank thankful for him and his heart. Uh, for, for actually being able to connect with someone in a uh, ministry like ourselves uh, that's uh, preaching the gospel and glorifying God and winning lost souls uh, for Jesus the Christ. And so the last time that actually they came up, uh, y'all came up, was just a few weeks ago, uh, actually. And so they was able to put in some carpet in some area where we're going to have teenage moms, a teenage mom dormitory. And so we raised enough funds to be able to actually get three dormitory rooms together. We got 30, uh, but uh, they was able to put carpet in, I would say, uh, probably about nine or 12 uh, uh, dormitory rooms. And so we got furnishings for at least three, but we need 30 uh, to be done. And so uh, we probably won't get that done by Christmas, but um, we're hopeful uh, that we're going to get it all done because in the city of Dallas, uh, definitely, we have one of the highest, the biggest high schools uh, in, in our area called Skyline High School, and it's over 400 kids uh, there that's homeless out of 5,000 students. And over those 400 kids that's homeless, about over 100 of those are teenage moms with babies. And so even our 30 dormitory rooms is very short about the need, but there's, there's a waiting list, and we're gonna, we want to go ahead and uh, win some for Jesus, and we want to be able to do a lot of good in that community for that particular area. Uh, so, hey, I, I just said all that just to say that y'all are, y'all are knocking it out of the park, uh, and we want y'all to keep knocking it out of the park on, on partnering with, with T-Bob. My wife is not with me. I just believe every preacher's wife deserves a better husband. But I couldn't be blessed with a better wife and the wife that I have in Regina. Regina and my daughter, they're still in Dallas today. They're taking care of her, her father and her uncle. Uh, there was evacuees from Lake Charles, Louisiana. They're still displaced, and they're actually disabled, and she's taking care of them. That's why she wasn't able to travel with, with us here to big city Nacogdoches today. Uh, but no problem. We, we always good. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a joke saying that uh, I was pastoring a church in Waxahachie, Texas. Actually, I did pastor a church in Waxahachie, church, Texas, and every time I was writing uh, some, uh, a letter out, I always had a problem spelling Waxahachie. They say, well, if you have problems spelling Waxahachie, just go ahead and move to Nacogdoches. 
And I said, man, would you look at that? It is some strange names in, in, in Texas, man. So, hey, man, we thank God for all of y'all. Uh, but definitely we've gotten to know Caleb and his wife and uh, Pastor Nolan and all those. So we, we're just so excited about that. Hey, uh, as it is our tradition at T-Bock, I wanted to bring this to you all. This is 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Can you repeat this after me? 1 John 5, verse number 4. This says, for whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Hey, I believe that with all of my heart that our faith in the risen Savior gives us victory over hell, death, and the grave. Hey, if you have your copy of God's Word, we're in Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. And we'll read a few verses in Nehemiah chapter Number four, and I'll start with verse number four. Nehemiah, Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Nehemiah chapter number four, and I'll start with verse uh, number four. Nehemiah four, verse number four. And the Bible say, Hear, O our God, for we are uh, despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder uh, to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out. Uh, from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So he, we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its heights, for the people had a mind to work. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor? Oh, neighbor. It's time to be missional in these messed up times. Can you turn to somebody else and say it like you mean, mean a neighbor? Oh, neighbor, it's time to be missional in these messed up times. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being great and awesome. We love you because you first loved us. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Spirit of the living God, have your way in this place. We pray, God, you move in a way that you can only move. We don't want to manipulate or mandate your movement, but we just pray, God, that you send your power, fall fresh on this place. We want to hear you. We want to hear your voice. We want to walk out under your power so we can live life and be more missional, God, and bring glory to your name and expand the kingdom. We ask you to forgive us of all our sins. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. We pray, amen and amen. Okay, so we're looking at Nehemiah being missional in messed up times. And as we're looking at messed up times, I mean, this was a year, man. This was a year that you like, man, what a year. This was a year that beyond all the years that uh, we've, uh, we've seen church history, this will go down in church history as one of those years. We've navigating uh, some of the some of the most terrible times probably in this year than we've done in the last 500 years uh, because just looking back at the messed up times, when you're looking at, uh, you know, health care or you're looking at the election or you're looking at uh, the coronavirus or you're just looking at racial tension, we have, I mean, and looking at the closing down of church, in-person services and online, online services and so forth and so on. And we can go down a laundry list of 
of things that has really just been messed up. But we live in a fallen world. And while we live in this fallen world, we have to be missional. We got to be on mission. And so when we talk about being missional, there's two scriptures that in Baptist fellowships that everybody kind of uh, has memorized, probably have been known and been quoted and been saturated for for years. And that's uh, the great commandment and the great commission. In Matthew chapter number 22, that is the great commandment where Jesus says there uh, that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And then we turn a few chapters later in Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus talks about the great commission when he say make disciples and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we take uh, the love your God, Lord, love your Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your spirit, and your neighbor as yourself and go make disciples and we come up to be missional. And that's good because we all have to be missional because we, we are commanded by God to be missional. When we see mess in the world, that's because of sin. The world is messed up because of sin. All cultures are experiencing sin and believers have to become more missional. And if you see messed up stuff in your house, messed up things in your neighborhood, messed up things in your school, whether wherever you work at, you have a mission. You don't have to travel to Africa. You don't have to travel to India. You don't have to travel to China. You just find some lost people that's living in darkness right down the street that maybe uh, this might be struggling with some type of dependency, that may be struggling with some type of identity, whatever that might be, we have a mission to be a light bearer in dark places. And when we're talking about being missional, missional actually have to be contextual because you can't reach everybody. I can't reach it. First Baptist Church of Nacogdoches cannot reach everybody. T-Box Church, we cannot reach everybody. Everybody has to understand that we, our mission is contextual. And being contextual is that you got to figure out who it is that God is leading you uh, to reach and then go ahead and do your all. God never told us to do our best. In the great commandment, he never said uh, to love the Lord your God with your best. He said love the Lord your God with your all. And I think we have learned how to give our best and we've teached and we've taught and preached about uh, doing our best, but we are not giving our all. And so it's time for us to give uh, give our all. It's time for us to lay it all on the table. What would it look like if the church, if every member uh, and every leader is giving their all to missions? They're giving their all. And well, well uh, it might not make sense because we may not have enough more resources, enough resources, and we may not uh, have enough money, and we may not have enough time and enough energy if we gave our all. Well, I just believe, I'm just crazy enough to believe that by faith, I believe if we put it all on the line that God God can open up the windows of heaven and pour out on us bless, that we can have more time and have more energy and we can have more to be able to do more for him. But because we're giving our best, we're still at a little, uh, we're, 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 at a, we're at a glass ceiling. But if we give our all, I think we can break through that and I can see that the world can be flooded uh, with gospel preaching uh, believers. And we don't just have to be a pastor or a preacher to share what God has done to, for us. Don't you know uh, that I just believe this and I believe 
believe this personally, that uh, a changed life is the best way and the best testimony uh, that we can be able to uh, advertise to our community. We don't have to have a big billboard. We don't, we don't have to have a big marketing campaign on YouTube or the Internet. But if we have changed lives that Jesus has changed you with his grace, you've been saved, you've been heaven-bound, hell-proof, rock-bottom, spirit-filled, and you go ahead and, and you present that to lost people, that is the greatest testimony uh, and that is the greatest advertisement that people that are lost can say, hey, I want to be like her, I want to be like him because they have been uh, with Jesus. It's time for us to become missional and missional, as we, as we become missional and going out into a world that is lost, we got to understand, just like in the Bible, in the New Testament, Paul was commissioned to go to the Gentiles. Peter was commissioned to go to the Jews and we cannot be afraid and we cannot be upset because somebody is doing a good job with the Gentiles or somebody is doing a good job with the Jews. We all are expanding God's kingdom and when we get to Nehemiah that's what was going on. What we don't see in Nehemiah here as we get a background a background drop of Nehemiah, Nehemiah actually was in the book of Ezra. When we look at the Septuagint which is the Old Testament in Greek, uh, in the Septuagint Nehemiah and Ezra was one book. Ezra and Nehemiah was two dudes at the same time. Ezra had an assignment to rebuild the temple of, of God. And Nehemiah had the assignment to rebuild the wall. So here it is. Ezra was a priest uh, that had the assignment from God to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem. And Nehemiah had an assignment from God to rebuild the walls. And so here it is. The, the building of the temple was spiritual foundation. Uh, Nehemiah rebuilding the wall was all about social protection, was about social transformation, and you couldn't have one without the other. The church cannot just uh, 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 stick in one area or another. We cannot just say, well, we're a church that's just going ahead and we're going to do social transformation and we're forgetting spiritual foundation. Nor can we just say we're going to fit, sit in four walls and we're just going to concentrate on spiritual foundation and have nothing in social transformation. It, Ezra shows us, Ezra shows us about spiritual foundation. Nehemiah shows us about social transformation and God needs us to do both. God needs us to have spiritual foundation because you cannot change a community without the gospel. And if a community is changed without the gospel, that community is going to change back. So if we're going to actually change community, we have to have spiritual foundation and social uh, transformation. Ezra represented that uh, with the rebuilding of the temple and Nehemiah represented that with the, with the rebuilding of the wall. And even when you look at Nehemiah chapter 8, after everything was done, just getting a little ahead of myself, Ezra stood on an elevated pulpit. That was the first time in the Bible that you ever seen uh, or talked about an elevated pulpit because what took them into Babylonian captivity uh, was the fact that they put down the word, is that the word was on the same level as the people, and the word uh, was, was disobeyed, and the word was ignored. And so now, after the wall is built, and after the temple is, is restored, now Ezra stands upon a raised pulpit in Nehemiah chapter 4 and declares the word to the people that now that the word has to be primary. Now, when you look at these times in the 
coronavirus of 2020, that's what's primary now. Yeah, we've we've learned how to do church, but now we got to get back uh, to the word. Yeah, even in-person service is not like it used to be. And I just believe church would never be like it was before. And we got to get to a point now that we got to understand that the word got to be paramount. The word got to be preached. The word got to be taught. The word got to be exalted. We've been exalting too much already because we've been exalting programs. We've been exalting preachers. We've been exalting bands and we've been exalting our music and we've been exalting our names and we're visible in the community, but we're not vital because we're not preaching and we're not raising up enough of the word. Don't you know the word, the Bible say that the word was in the beginning with God and the word was God and the word and without the word, nothing was made. And when Jesus say, if anybody's going to be drawn to him, if I be lifted up, which is the word, I'll draw all men unto myself. That means that we got to lift up the word. We got to stop lifting up everything else and start lifting up the word. And as the word is lifted up, now we can go ahead and now we can do mission in a messed up place. A couple of points as I'm going to drop this on you and I'm going to go ahead and get out of your way. In, in Nehemiah, and as we come in to Nehemiah chapter 4, let's, 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 do, let, let's go in reverse to chapter 1 so we can get up to chapter 4. Because chapter 4 is, is the highlight of when they rebuilt the wall. But in Nehemiah chapter 1, here it is, Nehemiah saw a problem. Uh, the, Bab- uh, the Babylonians, God allowed the king of Babylon to come and take Jerusalem. And he destroyed the Jerusalem. Uh, but then after a few years, uh, years uh, in the future, uh, the Medo-Persians came in and destroyed Babylon. And now uh, Ezra, as well as Nehemiah, is in the kingdom of the Medo-Persians. And now in the Medo-Persians, some of the Jews escaped from the Medo-Persia, and now they went back to Jerusalem. When they come back to Jerusalem, Jerusalem in Nehemiah chapter 1, Nehemiah's brother tells them that the condition of the Jews, they're depressed there, man. They messed up. Stuff is just messed up. Everything is in shambles. And so now here it is, uh, Nehemiah, here's the news that stuff is messed up and the Jews is discouraged and the Jews is despondent. And Nehemiah say, now it's time to pray. When I see a problem, when we're talking about missions, mission field, we're going on missions because we have problems in the world. We're going on mission because there's some messed up things that we need to straighten out with the word, not with the government, not with our own culture, not with our own power, but we need to do it with the word. And so now Nehemiah, when he hears about the problem in Nehemiah 1, the, the majority of Nehemiah 1 is about praying. And so if we're going to hear about problems and we're going to be missional, we got to have God's direction. That's my first point. Uh, my first point is that we have to have God's direction, God's direction. On your sermon notes, uh, we have to have God's direction. God's direction is praying. When, when, remember when Jesus was talking about uh, the harvest, which is a mission field, in Matthew chapter number 9, Matthew chapter 9, right around verse 36 and 37, he said that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So if the harvest is plentiful and the labors are few, Jesus said, do the next step. Pray the Lord of the harvest. God is the one that's of the harvest. He's the one that controls the harvest. He said, pray, get his direction. Oh, God forbid that we continue to build churches churches and plant churches and do ministry uh, that is on our own power. Uh, We got to do things that is being led by God. 
God. And that's why if we're going to plant churches or if we're going to uh, do ministry in any country or any city, we got to say, God, in our prayer, lead me to where you're working and then bless me there. But God forbid that we continue to build our own kingdom and build our own churches and build our own names and, and we become visible in the community, but we're not vital to the community because we did it our own way. And it might even worked out, but is the power still there? So we got to go back to the praying like Nehemiah. He saw the problem and he started praying. Uh, too many times we see problems and we'll start worrying. Uh, we'll start wearing, we'll start biting our fingers, walking the floor. Uh, we'll start call, calling on everybody else. We'll start talking to everybody else before we talk to God. So if we're going to be praying people, we can't be worrying people. And if we're going to be worrying people, we can't be praying people. Because worrying people don't pray and praying people don't worry. So we're going to have to either occupy the mission field with people that's going to pray or people that's going to worry. When we get a problem come up, that's always going to be a problem that's going to come up. That's always going to be a problem in the budget. That's always going to be a problem with somebody that's not going to go. Somebody say that they're going to go, they're committed to going, and at the last minute they bag out, that's not a problem. That's not a problem that God can't solve. We still got to keep going because we got God's, uh, we got God's direction. I, don't, I need to have my sermon notes up on the board so I can see. We got to have God's direction. As we're doing God's direction, Nehemiah uh, was praying in his prayer, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7, to say, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So that blank on your page is that we walk by faith and not by sight. We can't walk by what we see. So here it is. Uh, the point is that we got to have God's direction. If we're going to be missional and messed up times, we just can't do it because we've been doing it the way this way forever. We got to do it because God is actually leading us. And 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 and, and as we're as we're getting God's uh, direction, we sometimes got to wait. Watch this. Um, uh, here in Nehemiah chapter one, Nehemiah one chapter one verse one. And Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse number 2, uh, there was uh, uh, Keloth and uh, Nisan. There was some months that was mentioned. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, uh, the Jewish calendar, uh, these months that was mentioned, Nehemiah 1 and, and Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1, there was uh, two months mentioned. And in those two months that was mentioned, there was four months. At, in chapter 1, Nehemiah started praying. But it came to pass in the month of Nisan, which was four months later, that God showed up with the resources. Now, watch this. Now, what, when, I, when we're talking about God's direction, God's direction sometimes ain't instantaneously. God's direction ain't sometimes that he, 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 he jumps because you rub the bottle and you got three wishes. And he just, he's going to be a bellboy or he's going to be your maid. He's going to just do what you God. So he, here it is, God for four months did not reveal the solution to Nehemiah, but Nehemiah had to wait. And though you might see the wall burned down, uh, uh, torn down and the gates are burned, and though you might see that there's abortion going on, and though you might see racial tension, and though you might see uh, a bad election, or though you might see a coronavirus, just because you see the problem don't mean that God is going to instantaneously go ahead and salute. He already has the, the, the perfect solution. He already has the blessing, but what God does for us is he has to prepare us for the blessing. 
blessing. He ain't trying to prepare the blessing. He ain't trying to prepare the resources. God already got it. Then you remember in Psalms 50 when the Bible said that God owns the cattle of a thousand. He already got it. When we ask for it instantaneously, God can get it. But if, if he give it to you, sometimes when you're undone in our unprepared states, then what happens is, is that we'll mess it up. So for four months, Nehemiah had to wait until the right time to God to give the blessing. So here it is, and they reveal here at the end of Nehemiah chapter 1 that Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He was a cupbearer. He was a cupbearer. Next scripture, uh, in, in, in next scripture on our, on our, uh, our sermon notes, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known unto God. Okay, and so here it is. That's Philippians 4 and 6. And so, when we, and we're getting to Nehemiah chapter 4. So here it is that Nehemiah had to wait. We can't be anxious. Yeah, we know that it should be done, but we get definitely, if we see the problem, we got to pray about it, and then we got to bust a move. We got to bust a move. Nehemiah and Ezra, like I told you, they was the dynamite duo. They had to take two of them. Two of them was able to, one was able to restore the temple, which was spiritual foundation. The other one restored the wall, which was social transformation. They was the dynamo duel. You got to be able to find partners that's going in the same direction. They might have different assignment. They might be different cultures. They might be different ages. But if we're all expanding the kingdom and glorifying God, we got to get together. It's just like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I was just watching the Say, uh, Say the Last Dance. Y'all ever watch Say the Last Dance? Um, that's, that's Michael Jordan. He just brought that out in this pandemic. So Michael Jordan, and he was giving credit to Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player uh, to ever live, the best, best, the greatest of all time. He said, well, um, the, the reason why he was what he was is because Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was able to be uh, the one that was the second fiddle. He was the one that was, that was able to take a lower so that Michael Jordan can, can ride. But without Scottie Pippen, there wouldn't be no Michael Jordan. Without Michael Jordan, it couldn't be a Scott. They worked in tandem so that the Bulls can win six rings, six championships. Well, I said all that, that that's the same way with Ezra and Nehemiah. Though they might have different assignments, they got different gifts, and they still working uh, to be able to go ahead and expand uh, expand the kingdom. So we got to have God's direction in this. We can't just do it on our own. We got to have God's direction. Second point, let me call, go ahead and hasten to get out of your way. We got to have demonstration. When we're, when, when, we, when we're doing missional, we just can't talk about it. Oh, so many times we had meetings, and we have a meeting about what we're going to do with mission, and then we walk out of that meeting, and we, didn't, we haven't done anything. We talked stuff to death for two or three hours. But my God, let's go ahead and make a decision, and let's go ahead and demonstrate and do the works. That's why the Bible says over in James, uh, in James chapter number 2 and verse number 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. It's not that we're trying to prove in the mission field. It's not trying to prove uh, that our works is going to get us into heaven. That's not the demonstration I'm talking about. We cannot say, well, I'm going to go to the, I got a list of countries I'm going to go to, and I got a list of things I'm going to do, and that list is going to get me into heaven. Well, no, that's not about salvation. We as Christians, we as believers, we demonstrate our faith through works because we already saved. We're not doing it to be saved. 
We're not working to be saved. We're, all, we're working because we're already saved. And when I demonstrate my faith, it just shows that I believe God. When I demonstrate and I share the gospel, it shows that I believe that there was a man named Jesus that came from Cana of Galilee and turned water into wine. When I demonstrate my faith by going ahead and doing and not just talking, it shows that I believe that God is a God that can do everything. And so here it is, uh, uh, Nehemiah started working. He started working. Uh, he got the resources. He was actually the king's cupbearer. Now, king's cupbearer, what, what a position to have to be a king's cupbearer because he had to taste the food. Uh, if somebody was going to poison the king, um, he had to taste the food. Uh, and the, the world had to look at Nehemiah to see if everything was all right. And then the king. You see the switch of transfer there? With that, just knowing that little detail about Nehemiah being a cupbearer, the world, the king had to watch Nehemiah versus Nehemiah watching the king. And that's what the world, that's what we're in our, in our culture as we're navigating this greatest shift within, since the last 500 years. We, we, we as the church, majority of the churches that I know is watching the world. Whatever the world going to do, then that's what we're going to do. If the world say something, we're going to do something about education, that's what we're going to do. If the world say we're going to do something about church, that's what we're going to do. We watching the world. The world needs to be watching us. We are the ones that are God bought, uh, blood bought and heaven bound. We are the God fears. We are the one that got the spirit of God on our side. We are the ones that got the king of heaven on our side, but we are watch. We are throwing that power away and following after the world. The world need to be watching us. That means that we need to have more of an influence on the world versus the world having an influence on us. If we didn't have CNN and Fox News and NBC, we wouldn't even have an opinion about the election. We wouldn't even have an opinion about what's going on. But have we sought God through fasting and prayer like like Nehemiah and had and, and came up with an answer from God so that we can give back to the world so that the world can be better. Ain't that what Jesus said in Matthew 5? That he said that we are the salt of the earth. And uh, if with the salt is uh if 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 we if we are thrown out, I mean if we are good for nothing, we don't if our, our salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing but be thrown out and trampled under the feet of men. That means that the world should be better because we're there. Mission field should be better, the world should be better because we get on the mission field and we influence the world, not the influencing the world on us. And so, uh, and when we, we start trying to influence the world, you're going to have conflict. Because the devil's not going to just let you build no church. The devil's not just going to let you go and help those good, good, good those, those poor little kids over there and those poor little women and those poor little men. The devil ain't going to just let you do that. There's going to be controversy. There's going to be some, there's going to be spiritual warfare that comes against you because you want to take some action. As long as you're talking about it, Nehemiah, nothing is going to, nothing is going to happen. But when you start taking action, now Sam Ballard and now Tobish and now all the Arabs are going to get together and start making a mockery out of you and saying if whatever they build, if a fox will go across it, it's going to fall down anyway. But they weren't even saying that when Nehemiah then was just talking about building. But when they started the work, that's when stuff started happening. All stuff happens when you start actually doing the work versus, versus just start talking about the work. So you got to have God's direction and then we got to have some demonstration. Then my last point is, is that we have to just 
get it done. Okay, here the Bible says the people had a mind to work. They built the wall up, half wall, and then they also finished the wall uh, in 52 days. In 52 days, they finished the wall, and then they finished the wall. So without God's help in this thing, without God's getting the glory in this, they would not have finished the wall so soon. But because they allowed, they waited on God, they was actually patient, and they actually sought God, God got in it. And even the enemies say, the, what they did, this had to have been God. Did it. So when you start doing something in the mission field, uh, it's, not just, it's not just us as believers that's saying we've done a good job. The world will see that, that they couldn't have done that unless God was with them. And when you and when, and when you do, when, and when you're doing that, even while they was doing it, they had to set people on the wall to to build with a hammer and to have a sword. Because whatever I build for God, I've got to defend also. So we can't be afraid of that. We can't be scared scared of that. And so if you're scared. You got to stay home. If you're scared, you got to stay home. Uh, if we're going to get the water out the well, somebody got to get in the bucket and somebody got to hold the rope. But good God, if you're holding the rope, you better make sure you got some calluses on your hand. You better make sure you got some rope, some, some, some rope burn on your hand. Because that guy or that girl that's in that bucket going down in the well, you got to pull them back up, don't you know? You can't let them drown. That's a teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. But if we got to do our parts, but if you're scared, okay, you're scared, you got, okay, you in retirement, no problem. Let's go ahead and give. Let's go ahead and hold a rope. Let's be able to give our time, our, our talents, our treasures to be able to for somebody else to be able to go out there and keep it, keep it going. But it's not going to be easy. God didn't call us to a, a back alley barbecue, nor did he call us to an ice cream social. He called us. He said, I'm sending you out among wolves. I want you to be as wise as serpents and harmless as dove. Now watch this. Now, let me, let me uh, illustrate this and I'll get out of y'all way. We had a good uh, group. When I first when we first started uh, in T-Bock in uh, East St. Louis, we had a group from uh, First Baptist Church of Hodgensville. Hodgensville, Kentucky. Hodgensville. Only thing really good about Hodgensville is that uh, President Lincoln was born there. Uh, President Abraham Lincoln was born in Hodgensville. But if, 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 that, if that wasn't their claim to fame, man, you, man, my God. Uh, anyhow, uh, President Lincoln actually claimed Illinois, but he was born in Hodgensville. But anyway, these good people, uh, and we, we talking about East St. Louis, we talking about Chocolate City. Uh, and we, at First Baptist of Hodgensville, Kentucky, uh, with some good vanilla brothers and sisters of ours. Uh, and I don't mind that because God loves all flavors. Uh, they came down to East St. Louis, and, and, and as I do with all mission teams, I said, you know, I stand on the stage and I say, hey, um, if we get out in our community, and we're in East St. Louis, if we get out here, man, and uh, uh, we hear any gunfire, uh, I want everybody to get on the ground. That's the safest place to do. Uh, I, you know, even if I have my firearm on me, no problem. I, I'm not trying to be no hero. I'm not no Matt Dillon. I'm not the Lone Ranger, so I'm not trying to do it. So, but anyhow, I say, get on the ground. Lo and behold, uh, they was like, yeah, we pumped up. We going out East St. Louis, Illinois, yeah. And we come up here to help PT by. And so they got out there. We got out in the mission field, and we passing our flyers, praying with people in the community, telling people about Jesus. Hey, are you spending eternity? Where are you going to spend eternity? We come to pass that uh, uh, we get out in the field, and right out in the middle uh, of, of, of the Holes Projects, the Holes Projects uh, in uh, East St. Louis, pow, 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 pow. Uh, and that was a, a random uh, part of a gunfire. Uh, and here it is. Uh, everybody is looking around from Hodgensville, Kentucky. From Hodgensville, Kentucky, they're looking around uh, at each other. And they say, where is Pastor James? And I looked up. I say, I'm down here. <laughs> 
I was down on the ground. I told y'all to get down. Um, uh, anyway, uh, uh, came to pass uh, that, uh, and, and hopefully, I don't know if they, if y'all taping it, uh, hopefully, um, uh, uh, they, they, uh, somebody, I ain't gonna say who, somebody wet their pants. Uh, uh, somebody, uh, a couple of couple of their older seniors say, Pastor James, we're not comfortable with your community. We won't be going out tomorrow. We're going to just go ahead and do some pain at the building. And so I say, no problem. It's no problem. And I'm, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you being scared, but you got to be prepared uh, that we're going out among wolves. And Jesus say, be wise as serpents and harmless uh, as doves. But we got to understand uh, that we got to just get it done. Just get it done with God's help. We got to get it done. And it's not that we're giving our best, y'all. We got to give our all. If we're going to be missional in messed up times, we got to seek God's direction. We got to demonstrate our faith as well as we just got to get it done. At the end of the day, we just got to get it done. It might not be straight. It might not be in cold. You might not have inspection on it, but you just got to get it. You got to get it done because if we ain't just getting it done, then we might as well take down our sign and just go ahead and put toys of us right here. That was a story as we close this out. That was a story. Uh, that was a man that there was an accident on one of these old country roads, and here it is that um, there was a couple that got in an accident, and they was hurt, and here it is. The, the man is bleeding. The woman is bleeding. Uh, they both was unconscious, but the man, he was able to get uh, regain consciousness. He went up this old dusty road, no lights on, but he saw an old sign uh, that had a light shining on the door. Uh, a light was shining on the door on the sign, and he saw the sign. He kept getting a little closer, and he read the sign. He said, Dr. MD uh, on the sign. So he knocked on the door. He said, this is a doctor. I know we're going to get some help. And he knocked on the door, knocked on the door, knocked on the door. Old man came to the door and said, can I help you, son? He said, yeah, me and my wife, we was in an accident down the road. She's unconscious. I was unconscious. We hurt. We need some medical attention. Can you help us? And then the man said, well, uh, I would help you, uh, but I stopped practicing medicine long ago and I'm retired and I can't help you. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you got a uh, a sign out here that says, Dr. MD, you got a, a light shining on this sign, very visible, but when I came here for help, you said you couldn't help her, and the, the man told the doctor, he said, if you can't help anybody, you need to take down your sign. You need to take down your sign, and that's what's happening with our churches. We, If we're not in the business of winning lost souls for Jesus, we need to take down our sign. If we're not in the business of worshiping God and spiritual, whether it's in person or online, we got to take down our sign. If we're we're not if, we're, if our heart is not broken because we see women being trafficked in our world, then we need to take down our side. If we're not interested in helping folk that are dependent upon welfare and dependent on the government more than they depend on God, we need to take down our side. If we if our heart is not broken because people are dying every day and going to hell, we need to take down our side. Those numbers that y'all had at the beginning of y'all service, if those numbers don't put chills in your body, then you need to take down your sign and you need to put up toys of us because we play in church if we're not going to be the Lord's church in this time. Uh, yeah, it's time out for us just having church. We got to start being the church to our community. Hey, I've said enough. Can we stand to our feet? Can we stand to our feet? God is tremendously good. We got to be missional on in these messed up times. And as we're being missional in these messed up times, we got to have God's direction. We got to have our, our demonstration of our faith. And at the end of the day, we just got to get it done. It might not look pretty. Uh, it might not be in the book. It might not fit in somebody's discipleship plan or anything. 
But, hey, man, we got to get it done because the goal is to win the soul. Don't you know that? The goal is to win the soul, and we're going to get it done. We're going to roll our sleeves up, whatever it might be in your context, with your culture, uh, your whatever you, you got to get it done. We got to stop talking about it. Man, we'll talk about something to death until we talk ourselves out of it. But we got to stop talking. Okay, have a little planning about it. Have a little praying about it. But let's put an action plan together to get it actually to get it actually done. I've said enough. If you want to give your life over to Jesus, he said, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. We want you to receive him in your heart first. Um, receiving Jesus' salvation starts in the heart. And then, uh, of course, the wedding ring is the baptism. If you want prayer, you can come on down front. You can come on down front and, and we'll pray for you. We'll have somebody uh, pray for you up front. Um, if you're here, you want to just join First Baptist Nacogdoche, you, you can also do that. I, I, I'm sure they have a process, uh, process here. you got to be in a, some kind of gospel-centered church uh, that's going to be on mission. And just because the church is on mission, that's one thing. That's good. But the individual got to be on mission also. You got to be on mission also. You got to be able to reach and you got to be able to grow uh, in Christ and you got to be able to serve in the community as well as you have to be be the one that's honoring God with your life in worship as well as in our community. Let's get it done, man. Let's get it done. I've said enough. Uh, We got this great uh, graduation choir behind us. I thought I was coming to a doctorate graduation with all those roles. Uh, Thank God for you all. Hey, we thank God for you. Let's give God a hand clap praise. He's so worthy. He's so worthy of our hand clap praise.